the stuff they just made literally with a, you know, Mr. Beer brewing kit from Amazon was outselling everything. <laughs> like, Hey, we might be kind of good at this. And the owner of the restaurant started talking to his wife, said, Hey, you know, maybe we could do this whole brewing thing full time. And they get into discussions and the wife says, look, we just had our third daughter. How many beers do we have to sell to get three daughters through college? And <laughs> that's how the name Three Daughters came about. And now Three Daughters has been going for a little over six years now. And college is still not paid for. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Cup to Cup. What's on tap? It's our special segment where we let the uh, brewers give us an inside look at what's going on in their hemisphere. Uh, This week, we have Bob, the all-around badass from Three Daughters Brewing down in Tampa, or St. Petersburg, excuse me. So, welcome to the show, Bob. Good to be here, guys. Excited to talk about it. I appreciate you using the least official title possible to avoid any errors <laughs> and descriptions yeah. there. That worked out very well. Well, all around bad. While we're at it, Kev, Kev, give us uh, his last name for us. Give, <laughs> give <laughs> an attempt. Nope, no, I'm, I, I got nothing. <laughs> Bob, what's your, uh, what's your full name? My name is Bob Karskatton. I'm the marketing and communication manager at Three Daughters Brewing. But as was said previously, you can just call me Bob. <laughs> I like it. So how you, you put this to me on the phone, uh, you get paid to drink. I want to know how that happens. <laughs> no, it's, it's kind of and a dream where job. where do I apply? <laughs> yeah. And are you hiring? No, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, man, I mean, I, I want to make it as glamorous as it sounds and maybe it isn't always, but generally speaking, that really kind of is the deal. You know, Three Daughters is, uh, we're all across the state of Florida. So if that's where you guys are listening from, you can find us anywhere. We're in about, uh, about 15 countries at this point and expanding. Uh, kind of wild. We're going to hit France before we hit Tennessee, which is, you know, Damn. weird, but that's how life goes sometimes. Um, <laughs> and so I just, you know, I, I've got the good fortune. I don't have to do the hard work of brewing the beer. The The guys who know what they're doing make it. And then I just kind of sit here and try to tell people about it. It's great. I drink it to make sure it tastes good and make sure I know what I'm talking about when I describe it. That's, that's pretty much the gist of it. It's It's a good deal. I know all three of us want to know, where did the name come from? Yeah, so uh, our owners actually do have three daughters. And and usually people assume either there are three daughters or it's owned by three sisters, in which case yeah. it would be three sisters brewing. But no, the um, yeah, the, the owners had been in the restaurant industry. <laughs> I never for, thought about that. <laughs> they'd, uh, they'd, they'd run restaurants for decades. And um, at one of the restaurants, they actually had fish and chips. They were working on the recipe for it the beer battered fish. They didn't really like the beer they were using and all the guys in the kitchen, they always brewed on the side. And then all the same guys who were in the kitchen for decades cooking food are now the brewers at three daughters. And I love the way they talk about it now that they say, you know, brewing's the same as cooking. You just, you follow a recipe, you adjust to taste and you hope it turns out well. The only difference is that rather than waiting, you know, 20 minutes for somebody to get done in the oven, you got to wait two or three weeks for somebody to get done fermenting. That's, that's the disappointing part. Yeah. You don't get to enjoy it immediately. That's awesome. That's, <laughs> sounds but, like torture. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but at the end of it, you know, they, they, they brewed this beer for their fish batter and what they had left over, they put on tap and it actually ended up outselling everything. All the big brands, all the lights, all the, the wheats, all the whatever it may be, the stuff they just made 
literally with a, you know, Mr. Beer brewing kit from Amazon was out selling everything. Yeah. Like, Hey, we might be kind of good at this. And the owner of the restaurant started talking to his wife, said, Hey, you know, maybe we could do this whole brewing thing full time. And they get into discussions and the wife says, look, we just had our third daughter. How many beers do we have to sell to get three daughters through college? And that's how the name three daughters <laughs> came about. And now three daughters been gone for a little over six years now. Wow. Damn. And college is still not paid for. <laughs> not in not in these times. No, we're we're getting there. Yeah, right. the loans aren't as bad, I guess. Yeah. Um. So, do they still own the restaurant as well? Uh, they do not. Once they decided to to start brewing, they ended up selling uh, the restaurant and going full in. It, it's actually kind of a funny story. If uh, if you guys ever get to come to the brewery, I'll show you around. the The owner had initially gone to California with the head chef to buy just a little like three barrel system just to brew stuff for their restaurant. Gets out to California. The guy they're talking to says, hey, great news, guys. I had a deal fall through, and I didn't make this sale. I can give you a great price on something else. And instead of coming home with a three-barrel, just small little, like, could fit in a walk-in closet kind of system, comes home with a 30-barrel brew house, which is bigger than my apartment (laughs) currently. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's when the conversation turned from, oh, we're just brewing beer for a restaurant to – we actually might own a brewery now and we should yeah. figure out what that means. <laughs> yeah. That jump started y'all real quick, huh? Yes. Yeah. And, and it was a great time to get in, especially, you know, in, in Florida, you know, you see how big it's blown up the last several years. Uh, just, you know, we're based out of St. Petersburg, just Pinellas County. When we opened, we were the second one in St. Petersburg and the first one beat us by about a week and a half. Now, just oh, in the county, awesome. there's, there's over 50 in the county just now. Holy. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, just over the last six years. Um, so we, we got in at insane. a great time and have, have grown massively since then, which has been a lot of fun. 50 in that one county. That's ridiculous, man. That's crazy. It's wild. It's fun, though. It's great. If you like beer, this is a great place to be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. yeah. Hey, for sure. I was I was asking you um, to – because uh, the guys wanted to get some beer before we uh, jumped on the podcast and you were like, yeah, just go to our website and uh, search your area and it'll, it'll pop up. And sure enough, it's like a uh, half a mile from my house. I think it's a half a mile from all three yeah, of our yeah. houses. And I think, and I think you are like one of the few breweries that's been on the podcast that actually distributes at that kind of level. Yeah, no, that's one of the things we went big on up front and we actually uh, doubled our capacity pretty early on to be able to get all across the state. When we started, it was just sort of the idea of, you know, Hey, we're from St. Pete. Let's make some beer in St. Pete, share it with the neighbors, all that good stuff. And then it turned out to be pretty popular and we grew very, very quickly. Now, pretty much everywhere in Florida, you can find us a little bit into Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, all throughout the Caribbean, getting into the Bahamas, a little bit into South America now. (laughs) It turns out, (laughs) I'm sure you guys are going to be shocked by this, people like beer. (laughs) <laughs> yeah right and, yeah uh, what yeah. <laughs> so, shocking yeah we, we've had a lot of fun being able to make as much and drink as much as we can how hard was it to that sounds insane. awesome how hard was it to get inside of a major league baseball stadium and get your beer sold there i think that's awesome man oh no absolutely and especially stuff like this and i i don't want to sound too you know businessy and, and get into you know that whole side of things, but obviously, you know, big accounts like that and, and just big public places, you know, be it, you know, uh, at the Rays games for, you know, especially 
college teams are starting to to put beer in the stadiums now, which is awesome. You're not having to sneak it in in a flask yeah. anymore. You can Hell just buy yeah. a drink at the stadium <laughs> like a normal adult human. It's great. Um, <laughs> but no, stuff like that is, is it's it's huge for us, and it's a lot of fun to be a part of. I mean, you know, even just for me, a person who lives in the Tampa Bay area that I can walk into a Rays game and see a beer. I'm like, oh, hey, I, I know the guy who brewed that beer. That's Ty. Good job, Ty. I'm going to get a pint of that. Like, yeah. it's, <laughs> that's really cool. And, and I think it's cool for Florida because that's, that's a, a thing that us and, and so many other breweries in Florida are big about is, you know, brewing local beer for local people and spreading it across the state. And I, I, nothing against the big guys, obviously, because I think everybody has their place in beer. And, you know, none of us have ever been opposed to the, you know, the, the, the big name beer when the time comes. But it is fun when you're at any stadium or any bar across the state to order something that, you know, was made here, especially, you know, I, you know for Floridians in particular, it, it's nice to have that that local touch. For sure. Yeah. And you guys are right down the road from there, right? Oh, yeah. No, uh, when I go to a Rays game, I park at the brewery because it's free, and I just walk the half mile to the stadium. And it's that's awesome. slightly disappointing considering I work for the brewery that that's one of the upsides is you get the free beer. And then, okay, well, I yeah. do have to pay for it if I go to the game. That part's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it is a nice touch. It's an investment. You're investing in your company. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's kind of how I see it. It's, it's almost like a, a tax to myself. I <laughs> would try to do, write, write that off. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to ask that, but I think you kind of hit on it because we've had different takes on why why breweries don't distribute. And then you're one of the few that are like seem like you're super passionate about it. Is that why you just kind of want to spread the love? Yeah. And that's kind of where our, our owner comes from is he's very much, as soon as he hears somebody wants something, he hears somebody needs something, whether it's, uh, you know, just for the pleasure of drinking a beer or if it's a legitimate need, he, he's big on fulfilling that. And then I'll, I'll share a small story that I apologize if I'm rambling here, but um, our owner, he is on the board of the uh, the St. Pete Free Clinic, which helps provide care and food for a lot of people around the St. Petersburg area. Um, what happens at breweries as part of the brewing process, all of the malt, all of the grain that we use to brew the beer, uh, once it gets filtered out, it's no longer of use to breweries, but it has enough protein in it to feed animals. So a lot of farms use it for their livestock that it's just kind of a, a cheap alternative for them. And a lot of breweries sell it, but what we do instead of selling it directly, we actually give it straight to the St. Pete Free Clinic. They then sell it to farmers around the state, and they use that money to buy food to feed people at the St. Pete Free Clinic. So it, it, it's a cool deal to me that... That's awesome. That oh, I love really it. Cool. Yeah, every beer is, you yeah. know, in, in essence, almost a, you know, it, it's, it's feeding the needy. But that... that to me has always been sort of the perfect window and something that I wish we bragged about more publicly that that shows who our owner is, that he, he wants to meet people where they are. He wants to help people. He wants to give people what makes them happy, be it from the absolute most needy in the community to all of us who just, you know, Hey, it's Thursday and I kind of want to drink a beer, <laughs> whatever it may be. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's that guy that kind of wants to meet you where you are. That's cool. I got a really, really odd question based off of that. Um, how many pounds a week do you guys donate? 
Oh man. Um, I feel like you have to brew a lot of beer. So I feel like you're donating a lot. Yeah. No, it, I, I, that's a fantastic question that, uh, my genuine answer for is I don't know. <laughs> and you've now given me something <laughs> to figure out, which is great. I've got homework. This is a fun podcast already. Yeah. <laughs> it's cause like, like I said, like when, when you said, Oh, you can find your beer here. I literally could find a half a mile from my house. So I'm like, damn, he must be brewing a lot of beer. So, all right. Uh, on that note, what's some of the beers you guys have on tap and then like your style. Oh man. So we're, uh, we're pretty all over the place, which is a lot of fun. Um, that's, that's a good thing. You know, when we talk about all that distribution, that gives us a lot of freedom in our tasting room to kind of just experiment. I mean, I, I don't want to call it a laboratory, but to a certain degree, we actually do have a, we, we really do have a legitimate laboratory with Desiree, our, she's our in-house scientist. She has like five degrees. She has <laughs> more titles than most royals in Britain do. Um, we do a lot of experimenting. So, I mean, if it, you're into IPAs, you're into stouts, you're into porters, you like barrel aged stuff, you like wheat beers, you like light beers, you like seltzer, you like cider, you like sangria. Everything I have named is something that I'm remembering that just from being there today, we have on tap that we, we're all over the place. (laughs) We've got 36 taps, I believe active right now, uh, all rotating. We keep about, yeah, it's, it's a lot. Probably, probably eight to ten of them are the same or are pretty static. They're the same all the time. The rest of them are constantly Man. rotating, which is a lot of fun. And so, that's what's enjoyable for us is that we get some great idea or some terrible idea. Either way, we brew it, we try it out, and we put it on tap. If people love it, then hey, great, we got something we can try and put into circulation. If people hate it, well, all right, that's fine. <laughs> we'll, we'll move on. We. we we're, you know, we we'll swallow that loss. That's okay. We'll, we'll swallow the beer too. It'll be all right. Um, it, it's, it's fun to sort of experiment with. I mean, we actually just started a, a new line of beers here that is exclusively just, you know, taking some of our favorites from the tasting room that people enjoy that haven't been in heavy circulation, but that we can start putting in six packs and, and kegs and putting across the state. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of hard to nail us down to a specific type. If if you're in Florida yeah. and you know you think, hey, I've I think I've had that beer before. You have probably had a Beach Blonde Ale. That's our by far our best seller. It's just a super light pale ale. Ooh. Or our Key Lime Cider is actually really really popular. We have limes brought in from the Keys. It's a dry style cider, so it's not like it's about like half the sugar of you know, an angry orchard, you know, some of the, the, the more mainstream yeah. ciders like that. So it's not nearly as sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, bikini season come up, I'm trying to look good. So I, I like having the, the low sugar <laughs> option. Um, those are the two that really, really probably you've seen a lot uh, around Florida, but man, we, we go deep on, on some of our options. It's, it's a fun place. That's awesome. When, so what's the, what are cans that people can find, uh, like in the store? Yeah, right now, uh, for sure you can find the beach blonde ale and the key lime cider. Like I mentioned our coffee blonde ale, which is a uh, very similar to the beach mm. blonde, but with cold brewed coffee mixed into it. Super tasty, uh, rose mm-hmm. cider, apple cider, bimini twist is our house IPA. It's uh, pretty easy drinking as IPAs go. Uh, a lot of our approach to this is just sort of, man, like, it's Florida. It's hot. We're trying to make beers that you can drink on the boat, that you can drink at the beach, you can drink by the pool, you can drink on the river, that they're not going to just drown you. Um, so the Bimini Twist is great, a little bit of grapefruit flavor to it. 
But with some of these more small batch and limited release series we've been doing, we've got an American lager out right now that's really, really tasty, sort of a you know more mm. crafty local style of yingling. And then we've got a whiskey porter. It's actually aged. Uh, if you guys are familiar with the uh, Horse Soldier Bourbon from American Freedom, I don't know if you guys have had that. They're, mm-hmm. they're actually based out of St. Pete. We got some of their barrels and have been aging a really, really good porter in there. So you get a lot of that whiskey flavor and some of that you know dark fruit that you get from a good porter. It's really, really tasty. And then um, coming up, we've got a double IPA going out, the Double Hook Double IPA. It's 90-something IBUs, so it's definitely super hoppy, but also is really citrusy, really, really tasty. It's, it's got a lot of flavor to it. And then one I'm pumped about, uh, it'll be the first of its kind. Uh, I don't think we've even spoken about it publicly, so oh. <laughs> this will be the first time we've done it. It's uh, what we're calling a Florida... I love it. Yeah. it's uh, We're calling it a Florida Pale Ale. It's, it's a, pretty much a completely new style, but it's brewed exclusively with Florida hops, which... Most people didn't even really think could be done, but we've been working. I know, I think you guys are Florida State guys. We've been working with UF, so don't hate us on that. Um, but they've got an agricultural arm that is near to us that they've actually been growing hops for the last couple of years. We've been working with them to, to get it going and get it moving. And we made our own, what we're calling, like I said, what we're calling a Florida Pale Ale. It's a uh, pretty light, very citrusy. It's kind of, you know, when you think of Florida, it's the kind of beer you think about drinking it. It's very refreshing. That'll be coming out in six packs and kegs, hopefully within the next month. I know we've got it. I think we got it all kegged up at the brewery. It's just waiting to be shipped out. It is. Uh, I've tried it myself, and man, it is tasty. And that, that's that's one of the cooler projects we've worked on that I'm I'm really excited about. And we just got a we just got delicious. a cup cup exclusive reveal too, man. That's a love. <laughs> I will it. simply <laughs> say it is befitting of a beer named after Florida. That it, it's it's light, it is citrusy, and it's it's easy drinking. It's tasty. That's that breaking Hashtag news. Hashtag breaking news yeah. on that one. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I know half of us are going to uh, the TLH Beer Fest, and so I'm curious: Are you going to bring that beer uh, to that festival uh, this weekend? We won't have that one ready for the weekend. Uh, I do know we're definitely going to have the Beach Blonde Ale that I mentioned. Um, we're going to have at least one, if not a yeah. couple, of our hard seltzers. Mm. Those have been uh, obviously, man. It, the the last year, as I'm sure you guys nice. have seen, a hard seltzer is taken off. We started doing ours about two years ago, yep. ahead of the curve, and they have been wildly, wildly popular. Yeah, well, I mean they're great. We, um, and my thing is, I, I you know, I don't. I don't want to speak for you guys, but as an enjoyer of, you know, the finer things in life, they're great on their own, but I love making cocktails out of them, you know, mix some vodka, throw in, you know, whatever you want. They're they're, they're great Uh for that. You know, whatever you would, if you get a something in soda, Mm. just use this. It's like a soda, but it's more flavorful and it's got alcohol. It's perfect. Um, Especially, you know, Tallahassee, college town, that's, that's. That kind of place, I'm sure, is is loving it. <laughs> nice. So, since you brought up the ciders, I thought it's a great yes. segue into our uh, <laughs> Lonely Island segment. So, let me play the intro, and then I will try to figure out what beer you're going to bring. Because now I think now I'm thinking it's going to be some kind of cider or hard seltzer. It 
if you were stranded on an island and can only bring one beer from your brewery, what would it be? It can be a hard seltzer. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll allow I'll allow that. Oh, man. Uh, see, that's the thing with the seltzers, though. My first instinct is to say that because, like, I'll feel hydrated. But that's where you get in trouble with these seltzers because it feels like you're just drinking water and then all of a sudden you've had seven or eight and you were the opposite of hydrated and the opposite of sober. Um, man, honestly, <laughs> I, I hate to take, I hate to take the easy choice here, but our beach blonde ale is probably my pick. It's, uh, it's our most drinkable. There's a reason it's our number one seller. So I, I think I'm going a nice beach blonde and ale. It's named citrus for it, and, so. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're stuck at the beach, drink a beach blonde ale. That makes sense. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> that should, that should be everybody's answer, right? <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Um, all right, so what's one beer excluded from your brewery? Oh, man. Um, all right, I'm trying to think around. Uh, are you guys familiar I with Cycle not. Brewing in St. Pete? Uh, I'm familiar. I follow them, but I haven't had the beer. Yeah, they've got a, uh, a big fan of them. They're just literally right down the street from us, maybe three quarters of a mile, give or take. Uh, like, like I said, there's so many breweries around here. They're, you can't go far in any direction and not hit one, but... I'm a big fan of their. I believe it's called the uh, the cream no sugar. It's a it's it's a dark coffee porter coffee stout. I think it's coffee porter, uh, but really really tasty. That's one of my favorites around. If I'm not drinking three daughters, which is rare, <laughs> I should be clear in Good case call. my bosses are listening. But that's 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 a, yeah exactly. That's a that's a big choice for me. I love that one. It does. Okay, nice. That's a, that sounds good too. I will say too. I should mention I'm a. I don't know how much of it you know you guys get around where you are. A big fan of Abita. Anything mm-hmm. yep. just about yep. anything Abita. Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I grew up in Mississippi, so that was like you know, especially in the dark ages when Mississippi couldn't even serve cold what? beer. Abita was was the craft beer you went yeah. for. He's a he's a yeah, golf, no, I like golf coast a man. I like that. Yeah, I know. If you guys want to talk weird beer laws, Mississippi's where to start. <laughs> I'm sure that's not the only weird thing about Mississippi. <laughs> I mean, people say that about Florida, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, no, that's just a part of the list. <laughs> All right, um, let's do haters going to hate. Uh, did you see the little two-star that you guys got on Untapped that I put on the doc for you, uh, Bob? Oh, yeah, I don't have it in front of me. If you would like to uh, read it aloud, I will happily respond. Perfect. All right, let me play this intro and then I'll, I'll play it. Hater's gonna hate. And hater's gonna hate. That is not an actual thing people say. This is what you do to haters. You just smile. Alright, so it reads uh, by Mr. T.D. Says he's reviewing the IPA American Three Daughters Brewing Beer. And it's the floating dock. In a blind taste test, I'd be confident saying that this was a Belgian pale ale. And he gave you two stars and that was it. And this is really weak because I went scrolling over and over and over again and i couldn't find anything so this is the best this is too damn good (laughs) yeah i mean rotten luck just being so good you can't find anything bad (laughs) um i would say to a person who can't tell the difference between an ipa and a belgian beer um, it might not be the beer that's the problem but I will be kind simply and say that yeah. perhaps yeah. Uh, you got a, a bad can. I don't know. Maybe yeah, came out of a bad Yeah, you're just keg. being nice. But it is. <laughs> the floating dock. Nice. Uh, you know. <laughs> I'm trying. I don't know. You know, the, the PR guy in me is coming out now. I'm trying to 
you know, make sure I don't get in too much <laughs> no, trouble here. Good. You let, I'll just cut this all out yeah. and I'll just play that last part. <laughs> <laughs> just play the part where I was rude. TD, you need to learn your beer, bro. That's what he's trying to say. That was awesome. All right, uh, drinking buddies, three drinking games, and a uh, different partner for each. I'll hit that intro, and then I'll get yours. Hold it now. Hold it now. Time to get drunk with my drinking buddies. Drinking buddies. <laughs> All right, uh, super easy one, celebrity beer pong. Which celebrity would you partner up with? So, uh, you know, you sent me this question in advance, and the one guy I keep coming back to, I have no idea why. But Matthew McConaughey seems like the best beer drinking partner, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Even if Absolutely. you lose, you're going to have a blast. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All and right, and right, especially right. if you're playing beer pong, yeah. you want someone who can handle their alcohol and still be able to hit shots. Matthew McConaughey strikes me as someone who you can be playing beer pong with vodka and he's going to be just fine at the end of it. <laughs> he, he's he's, he's going to sink the shot, you know, when when – <laughs> when you're on fire and you need somebody to back you up, he feels like the guy to do I'd it. I'd be willing. I'd be willing to lose to him just to hear him say, "All right, all right, all right." Yeah, and that's <laughs> thing, like somebody cool under pressure. Even if they lose, that guy's going to make me feel better about losing. Either way, it's a win. Yep, <laughs> but you're not going to lose. <laughs> I think it's safe to assume that he's played a few games of beer pong in his. his I mean, he's day. a Texas guy. I would think, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, athlete chug off. Which athlete could you beat? I'm going to be honest. This isn't even a single athlete, but I feel pretty confident going against just about anybody outside of maybe the NHL guys because they're not beer drinkers. They're not. They're not drinking every day like the rest of us are. They're not in practice. And I don't know. In case my parents are listening, I don't want to say I get paid <laughs> to drink beer, but it certainly is part of the job qualification. You know. So yeah. Right. You're confident in that you could beat an offensive lineman mm. or a defensive lineman because I've seen them chug pretty pretty good this year. Uh, man, look, I, I worked in sports for a decade before switching to beer, and I, I have <laughs> absolutely chugged against these guys and know nice. my skills against them. <laughs> nice. And oh. they, don't, they don't do it every day. They don't drink Coca-Cola either. They're not used to carbonated beverages. And, all right, now, speaking mm. of carbonated beverages, that is the absolute just like – I don't know, the back door to chugging. The back door is maybe not the right word. But if you want the, the, like the to, way We to, like to use that word around here a lot. That's cool. <laughs> the, the, the best way to sort of surprise people is get a beer on nitro because it's not carbonated. It's nitrogen. It's a smaller bubble. It's easier to chug. It, it goes down so much quicker and smoother. And I'll, I'll leave the jokes to you guys. But... <laughs> um, <laughs> That that's the easiest beer to chug, and you, especially you get like a you know a Guinness Nitro, some dark draft. It looks like it's so thick and dark and hard to chug, and like oh man, if you can chug that, you can be any of us. That'll go down smoother than a Coors Light will. That'll go down quicker than a Coors Light will. Kevin's Ooh. taking notes. Uh, I am. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, this might be the way. This might be the way I can. Maybe chug maybe next time you chug, Kevin, will take less than ten minutes. If you need that cheat code to beat somebody in a chugging contest. Yes, I do need that <laughs> Fictional character cornhole, uh, movie book, cartoon, anything that comes to mind. Who's your partner? I'm picking anybody from Harry Potter, basically, Love it. because they can just guide. <laughs> they can just guide it into the yeah, hole, yeah. right? I mean, there's. I, yeah, I'm not pretending there's a lot of talent involved in that, but if you got magic and we can win cornhole, then I'm in. Yes. Let's go. Talk about cheat codes, oh, Bob. 
Emma Watson, <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? Hey, whichever of you, I didn't catch mm-hmm. who said that, but yep. I'm on board. <laughs> yes. Emma Watson. <laughs> Even though she's not fictional, that's fine. That's Chase's nerdy ass. You, hey, she's real in my mind either way. You find Emma Watson like that? Attractive? Yes, I find Emma Watson very attractive. Again, retweet on that. I guess that's <laughs> 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 All right, uh, I got some beer trivia, and don't worry, it's it's uh, it's going to be an easy one this time, I swear. So, uh, via alcoholproblemsandsolutions.org, what college had a brewery as one of its first construction projects? Was it Ohio State, Harvard, LSU, or Yale? Mm, Two Ivy League schools, huh? Man. Just to throw you off, Chase, and on that note, Chase, you go first. Oh, cool, man. I feel like... I feel like people would want to say Ohio State or LSU, uh, especially since, you know, the national championship game just happened. So, like, if there's LSU facts, they'd be popping up. But I'm going to go with one of those Ivy League schools. You know, they're using those big old brains. Like you said, man, you your brewery alone, you said you had someone with like five degrees to really brew good beer. You have those chemists in there. So I'm going to say Yale. Yale. All right. What about you, Bob? Yeah, I'm with you on it not being Ohio State or LSU. Um, even though, man, you know, Louisiana State, Ohio State, they're both, they've got that ag background, so it wouldn't surprise me if they were brewing beer, but mm. I don't think that's what's going on. As much as they drink beer in Louisiana, I still, you know, LSU, SEC, to me, it, it, it took them a while to get on the whole beer train. So I'm going with Ivy League, the place of, you know, learnedness and intelligence and scientific exploration i'm gonna go harvard on this one harvard okay kev yeah i was i was gonna go harvard too man the people up in boston they like to drink so you know that's that i got nothing besides that uh i like you know people like to drink and uh, (laughs) it's good logic yeah um and on that note chase uh you suck uh kevin baba correct yeah there we go Uh, I was like Chase you're like you both were on the right right like path Kev's like I'm just gonna jump on that path and Chase Harvard just just seemed too obvious I was like I'll go with the other Ivy League Mm. that was awesome Uh, Bob you've been a trooper uh, with all this audio technical difficulties on our end so I appreciate it Um, and I know you're gonna be at the TLH Beer Festival this weekend Um, that's kind of how we got uh, got together you were awesome enough to jump on this podcast at the last minute um, so everyone go out and check him out. And on that note, Bob, where can they find you? Social media, physical address, all of it. Yeah. Uh, you can find us in St. Pete on 22nd street, uh, in the warehouse district. If you are looking for us on social media, either three daughters brewing or 3d brewing, either way you search for us, you will find us. I'm the idiot who posts all that stuff. So if you got a problem with it, <laughs> then please let me know. I will, <laughs> drink beer rather than cry about it because that seems like the appropriate response um but yeah no come check us out we got a lot going on we've always got events at the brewery and like i said we're we're kind of up in the game as far as distribution across the state trying to get more fun beer to you so yeah i appreciate you guys having me on and hope you get to drink some good beer yeah man for sure man absolutely man. and and your handle's uh three daughters brewing right correct that is us perfect um, and on that note, guys, please go say what's up to him. Um, are you actually going to be at the event or is it going to be your brewers? 
I, I will not be. Uh, Tyler is going to be there for us. If you go see Tyler, tell him that Bob sent you. He will give you a very weird look and I have no idea what you mean. Perfect. And may even tell you to please leave him alone. It'll be great. Awesome. Will do. Yes. <laughs> um, on that note, guys, uh, don't uh, quit listening to this episode. After uh, we wrap this up, stay tuned. Um, I was able to record Ben. He's the guy that's promoting and setting up the entire festival. So we kind of like talk about that event, uh, his favorite spots. He actually talked about you guys. Um, at Three Daughters Brewing and stay tuned for that because it's actually a lot of fun, man. And he's giving away some free stuff. So just um, keep an eye out for that. And thanks for listening, guys. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for hopping on. Yeah. Yep. Thanks, thanks Bob. Bob. Appreciate it, y'all. What's up, guys? We've got Ben here, the mastermind behind the TLH Beer Festival that's happening on January 25th in Tallahassee, Florida. What's up, Ben? Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me on. Not a problem, man. I appreciate you jumping on, man. Um, the event looks incredible. Let me get this right. Is is it correct? There's over 80 breweries that's going to be there? My last count adjusted this morning looks to be 72. That's, in, that's insane. That's a yeah, lot. Last year, we did 59. So we've got a good number more. And I think the best way to describe it is 90-mile uh, <clears throat> radius. Everybody's coming. Plus, you have uh, Tri-Eagle, Cone, progressive and greater depths that are all bringing a, a number of different breweries they represent. So it's, it's going to be a wide variety. There's no way you can try something from everybody here. Yeah. And uh, like I went out to the Oregon uh, craft brew festival and they only allowed each brewery to bring two samples. So I went over to Brian Lapides at deep and he's got like five that he's bringing <laughs> to the general admission. Plus he announced what his VIP beer would be. So, uh, there are going to be well over 200 different kinds of beer. And uh, when does it start on the 25th? And how long is, how long is it during the day? Well, the VIP is at 1 o'clock, and that sold out last week. The general admission is 2 to 5. And trust me, what happens is people get in there about 2, 2.30. They'll wander in. They'll, they'll be like, oh, I don't know if this is going to be long enough. About 45 minutes in, they figured out they've been consistently consuming for almost an hour and they've got a couple hours to go yet. <laughs> so it's often a good, you know, we try to put pretzel stations around. We have some food vendors, Tally Mac Shack, Rankin Tacos. <clears throat> We've got also uh, Tijuana Flats is bringing free samples to people. So it'd be something to cleanse your palate, change it out. And then the other thing we've got is uh, for just for a select few of a hundred people, whoever signs up, we're about halfway registered is the 1130 AM first ever beer mile at this venue where you get four Lake Drive Bexter's Setsuma Wheat Ales and a t-shirt uh, that you consume during each quarter mile lap total of four for one mile uh, for only 20 bucks. That's awesome. That's the one I, uh, our buddy Chris is going to run it. He he runs all the time. Dude can run hungover. Uh, he can run with no sleep. He loves it. <laughs> so, and I'm not lying. There's been many situations where we've like, where there was a moment in our lives where we were running a lot um, when we were younger and we'd go, when AJ's used to still be around in Tallahassee, we'd go there, go play Flipping Tuesdays, come back two in the morning, and he smells like tequila. Well, at seven in the morning, he's still reeking of liquor, and he's running like six, seven, eight miles. No big deal. Well, I can, I, I can tell you something. If you have a couple beers and you don't feel great the next morning, if you go out for a little run, it clears your head. I mean, it makes you feel better. Now, <laughs> going out and drinking four beers and then going to a beer festival, I don't know about that. Yeah. But, uh, well, that's why we limited it to 100 people. But Perfect. at least we want to see those folks that maybe couldn't do both. We'll hopefully do one or the other. And who's supplying the beer for the, the mile run? 
That is uh, Lake Tribe through Cone Distributing has volunteered, donated that beer. Otherwise, it would be more than 20 bucks. Easily, the four beers alone is worth the price of the run. So that's why if I was in Tallahassee, I would go in a a heartbeat. Like it just makes too much sense. And you don't even have to run. You can walk if you had to. Well, and that's the truth. We're going to limit it to 45 minutes. So think about that. That, That's a nice little stroll. The the catch is that you're not allowed to take the beer with you. You've got this zone, this like 50 yard long thing. You got to consume it and hold the can over your head to prove it's empty and then you can proceed i like that now there's actually you got to google it there's beer, there's beer mile rules i mean they're serious about this i like it uh then i kind of take it i take it back i don't know if chris can win he's a terrible uh chugger i'm sorry chris but he can't chug so that might actually shave some time off or add some yeah, we time. better start practicing now yeah right <laughs> <laughs> So you briefly mentioned, and I'm, and I, you don't have to go through all. I think seventy two, but like, can you give me a high level of some of the breweries? And I apologize to all the breweries that don't make it, but who might be there or will be there? Well, yeah, rather we could spend the the podcast going through a list of names of people, but what I can tell you is uh, there are a lot of breweries that are coming that are not yet in distribution. They're brand new. They're opening their doors or. They don't, they're not big enough yet to produce anything outside of their brew room. So they're still giving us beer because, hey, if you're going to go uh, an hour and a half west up to Campbellton, you might want to say, hey, there's a brand new brewery that just opened here and go try it out. Or Salty Oak down in Panama City, brand new brewery down here. I haven't been there. So uh, it might entice you to take a small detour and go by. Plus, we've got, I think, 11 home brewers that are coming. The one that's coming from farthest away is Louisiana. And he's bringing an award-winning chocolate mint stout for us to try. So that ought to be interesting. And then we've got, you know, everybody else you might think of. But what's interesting is it's not just, you know, when I was involved with another beer festival years ago, you would have some of the -the off-the-shelf name brand things that you can get, you know, anywhere anywhere and everywhere. And and these the the brewers are getting really creative. I mean, I think that they're figuring out if you put a twist on something or if you come up with something a little bit new and different. You know, there are certain people that they're just going to go buy the $12, 12-pack, and that's what they want. But there are a lot of people that are into the flavor of this. And so they come up with different nuances. And so a lot of these things you're going to get to try for the first time. They haven't even hit the shelves yet or it's brand new out there. And at the end of the day, you know, if there's a four-pack for $10, $12, $13 bucks that's out there, I, I'm not real anxious to go experiment with that investment I'd rather know that it's something that I like. And so this is your opportunity to come and say, <clears throat> I want to see what this brewery brought. I saw it on the shelf maybe somewhere, and I was just a little bit afraid to dive in and take a first sip and be disappointed. So let's go out here and actually take some notes and figure out what kind of beers. So when I'm traveling around, I, I maybe know five or six different kinds of beer that I'll be real happy if I find any one of them. And this is that opportunity to sample those. That's awesome. And everyone's walking around with like the little four ounce cup, right? Um, that's given by you guys. It is a four ounce okay. cup. Yeah. So that was a challenge last year. I think about a six ounce Ooh. cup. And so you walk up to the brewery and you say, I'd just like a small sample, please. And, and you know, if you're the brewer, you're like, my beer is the best beer you've ever yeah. had. And so they're going to pour you this mega pour. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. And I just wanted to see if I liked it first. So two things. First, you know, express what you're seeking from the brewer tell them you want a big pour because you know you love it or you just really like a tiny sample to see how it agrees with you but we also have i actually went out and bought from lowe's a hundred five gallon buckets and rinse bottles so you can spray out your cup you know get a clean taste in your mouth 
And if you don't like it, well, it's not a big deal that there's a bucket on both sides of the table, one for you, one for the brewery rep, and you can, you know, get rid of what you don't want. And then I've got a couple of volunteers whose job it is to actually go around and empty out the five gallon buckets, which is a joyous Ooh. thing. But hey, someone's got to yeah, go. Yeah, right? Um, that's brilliant. Exactly. I've only been to, I've been to probably three or four and I've only had one festival offer some, some way of like cleaning out the cup. Um, and I've always thought like how, how to, how that challenge would like be tackled. So that's brilliant. Yeah. And, and we actually selected the cup so that it would be small, crystal clear. So you can see mm-hmm. into what it is you're going to consume that you can breathe it in, you know, get a good nostril of it, see how it hits you. And, uh, and then with the rinse, it doesn't have ridges on it. So that it'll rinse clean and dump clean and you don't have, you know, residue and mixing and leftover in your cup. <laughs> Not to say that uh, drinking beer isn't enough. Is there anything else going on at the event um, that you want to talk about? Well, they do have 850 Cornhole there. So last year they came and, and they did like a $5 a head tournament and then they had extra games set up. All of this is inside that side room that we, we rent the whole venue and we get it there. So uh, if you want to just take a pause, go over there. You can get food, obviously. We have the food trucks, but you can also go in the side and throw some cornhole, hang out with your friends. It's it's meant to be with this number of brewers there that, that you can go. And there might be two to five people in line. I think it'll be rare where you'll find somebody that has a big line there. But you won't have to go, okay, I've got my cup filled. I've got to go right now to the next one because I'll be empty by the time I get it. You'll have time to to get your pour, step aside, hang out with your friends, have a seat, you know, talk yeah. for a bit, and then to se- select where you're going to go next. And we're going to publish a map. I just was got an email from the venue this morning that he's working on it. So <clears throat> I'll post it on social media, and we'll have large printed copies, the old-fashioned kind, on site. So you can walk up and say, you know, hey, proof is my favorite, but I want to see if they brought anything that I haven't tried. Look where they are on the map. Go head over there. But uh, I also encourage you to go to every table and just kind of see, because you'll be surprised at some of these folks that some of the unique and creative things that they're bringing that maybe you didn't think about, never heard of and thought, well, here's a chance for me to take a, to take a sip and, and yeah. try it out. It's like the Disney world of beer festivals. It sounds awesome. <laughs> it is. It is the Epcot yeah. you know, around the world in beer. Anything you want to try, if it's distributed here, chances are it's here for you to say. That's awesome. I got to ask, uh, and we can we can jump into Lonely Island and wrap it up after that. But how how in the hell do you start planning and designing something like this? Because when you say 70, 80 breweries, it blows my mind because I have a hard time scheduling three guys for a podcast. So I don't I honestly <laughs> like I don't get it. I don't know how 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 you did it. Well, there was a there was another beer festival I was involved with for years. And we had some really organized folks who created spreadsheets and documents and task lists for everybody. And when they decided they weren't going to do that event anymore, I started to go down the task list. And then I was talking to this venue because one of the things that's great about this venue is it's, it's, it's huge and it's under roof. And so I started looking at everything on my list. And, and then I looked at the contract they were putting out there and almost everything for the venue was included on my contract. So I didn't have to go get porta potties. You know, they're there. I didn't have to go get ice. It's there. I didn't have to get barricades. Yeah. I didn't have to hire security staff. I didn't have to hire law enforcement or an EMT or engineers. You know, all of that stuff was done on site. So what was left? Beer. Go get beer. Market the event. Well, marketing is is what I've enjoyed doing. I do all the social media stuff that's uh, associated with this. I have some help from from Holly McPhail with Winwood Communications with some of the logo creations, but. Um, 
But otherwise, you know, I'm the one that's going out there boosting it, trying to get PR back to each one of the breweries when I find out they come. And then to getting the beer part, okay, I call Tri-Eagle. Well, they're bringing like 30 different breweries. You know, I call Cone. They're bringing a dozen different breweries. Progressive, they're bringing, I think, six different breweries. Um, Greater Depths is bringing three. And so all of the local Tallahassee guys, they're all in. And we give out an award for your favorite one. So that's exciting. Tim Rock was the guy that organized all my home brewers and Tallahassee Beer Society. Well, they own the brew bus. Nice. So they're driving around 90 mile radius and, and they have relationships with all of these other guys. So really, I've got a team of supporters that just reach out to those folks and it's handled. So it, it sounds like it's a massive undertaking. But if you've run one of these things before and you kind of know what to expect and you have a vision for what you think it should look like, um, you bring in the right people who are, who are happy to help with that. And that's been the amazing thing. You know, last year we were selling a vision. This is what I think it's going to be. Here's how I see it happening. And then we have it on video from live in Tallahassee. And we're like, wow, that went off really well. We tweak a few things for this year. And now it's almost on autopilot. Perfect. That's awesome. I know the guys are excited because the fact is it's in Tallahassee and half of us are based out of there. So to have an event like this, this big, like in our hometown, is pretty awesome. I'm not aware of a bigger beer festival with over 70 breweries with the brewery reps there. And and one of the things that I tried to make as a focus on here is at least for the first hour and a half of this event, it's going to be a low volume background noise so you can have a quality conversation with the brewer. I've instructed the engineer we're going to start maybe picking up some background music a little bit after 3.30, yeah. 3.45. So just so that people, when they get a little wiggle in their legs, might want to sway a little bit. But the other thing is, you know, as of the time of the recording of this podcast, we have 250 tickets yeah. left out of the 1,500. So we're already past what we sold last awesome. year. I've expanded it by the 250 people because we didn't use the front part of the venue next to the ice rink. So we had unused space. So I don't think it'll be crowded at all. But just keep in mind, if we sell out, which I'm, I'd be shocked if we didn't, here's what we're going to do this year. After 3.30, I've instructed the front box office that when anyone leaves, you can go buy a ticket, even if you couldn't get one before, and enjoy the last hour and a half of the venue. We'll cut the ticket price to 15 bucks. You'll still pay the $5 venue fee. But that way, as people leave, new people who weren't able to get tickets are still able to come in and enjoy the last hour, hour and a half of the That's event. Perfect. So keep your eyes out awesome. for Awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely share that. That's a, that's a brilliant idea, too. All right, thank you. All right, let's play Lonely Island where you get to bring five beers this time on an island. But the catch is it can only be five breweries from the festival. Yeah, and I'm going to name some that are by these local breweries that I that I know at least a couple of them aren't going to be there. But Saint is, uh, is a go-to favorite by Deep. That keg just went out Friday night because a buddy <laughs> went to go build a growler yesterday and it was empty. Oh. Um, DDH is double dry hop biology. It's a sensory overload sort of on steroids. Uh, both of those are really solid, great beers. And if you're seeing a theme here, it's that I love a hazy, juicy, thick New England IPA. Sure. Uh, that's my thing. Uh, I do I do like uh, Deep uh, deep Proofs win-win collaboration. I think it was with First Magnitude. They did that. That's just a solid IPA beer. <clears throat> Gainesville Green by Swamphead out of Gainesville. Oh, man, that that's a, that's a crowd favorite. Uh, Glen Hay by East Point. That's their hazy juicy, 
And then uh, Young Chief is a brand new one by Lake Tribe that they just now announced uh, that I'm real excited about. Which one's the Lake Tribe again? It is called Young Tribe. So it's a playoff or, or Young Chief. It's it's uh, They have Old Chief and they have Red yeah. Chief. This is Young Chief. <laughs> so it's a brand new one that looks like it's going to be a New England type IP. They're awesome, man. They were one of the first guys that we had on the, the podcast for our What's on Tap series. And uh, they were a blast. And the history with that brewery is so cool. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Everybody sort of has a theme of what they're known mm-hmm. for. And the Lake Tribe guys have all of these red sort of IPAs. Yeah. And then you know, the Ologies have all these sort of cream-colored New England IPAs. So it, it'll be interesting to see what's out there. So where can we find these tickets? Yeah, the tickets, great. www.tlhbeerfest.com or check out any of my social media pages, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We are publishing as it's given to us by the box office, what their hours are, which tends to be about 1130 to 830. Whenever the ice rink is open right there next to Dreamland Barbecue and Lemongrass, uh, you can walk up and you can save 11 bucks a ticket on the fee if you buy it on site. But uh, And they do have Monday hours, even though it's a holiday, but don't dilly-dally because this is going to sell out and I'm not going to oversell it. We're going to wait. You can come in after 330 when someone else leaves, if they leave. Uh, but otherwise you've been told you're giving are. them too many options. It's perfect, man. Um, the, the handle for your social media is TLH beer fest, right? That's it. Perfect. And the, uh, the beer mile sign up is also on that website, the beer fest or beer festival.com. Perfect. Please, please go out there. Beat Chris. If you beat Chris, I promise you, I'll give you some swag. Um, just show me your times versus his, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, Fleet Fleet will be out there time and it'll be official. Perfect. Uh, dude, thank you so much for jumping on. Um, I hope you guys sell out. It's going to be an awesome event. Appreciate you having me. Thanks a lot. Thanks, buddy.